Hi everyone, it's a bonus episode of Unchained. I was a huge fan of Crypto the Game from this past week, which Unchained reporter Sage Young played for our site, and you can read his entertaining coverage in the show notes. After the winner was announced on Friday afternoon, we hosted a Spaces with creator Dylan Abuscato, who created CTG, as we came to call it, with Tyler Cagle and Brian Lee. Some of the more notable players of the week joined the Spaces, as did the winner, who does not speak English. <laughs> We're releasing the recording here. Be prepared to hear what is at turns a heartwarming story, as well as a juicy tale filled with psyops. And now, on to this bonus episode of Unchained. Hey, Unchained listeners. As you know, it's hard keeping up with the fast-paced world of crypto, so we've got just the thing for you. Subscribe to our free Unchained daily newsletter at unchainedcrypto.substack.com. You'll get the latest crypto news and original articles from our reporters, as well as summaries of other happenings and bullet points, plus our meme of the day, all curated and written by our amazing team. It's still your no-hype resource for all things crypto, just in newsletter form. Sign up at unchainedcrypto.substack.com. Again, the URL is unchainedcrypto.substack.com. Um, we've had a very, very interesting week. I sort of randomly stumble upon Crypto the Game when I was on Twitter. Um, I was just trying to search for something else and stumbled upon this. Seemed super interesting. I'm actually not even a TV person. I don't know anything about Survivor, but I just knew this just seemed really fun. I saw a whole bunch of people that I respect who were saying that they were playing. So I decided to follow along and even send a reporter in. So we had Sage Young, who wrote a number of articles about his experience. So Dylan, you are the founder of Crypto to the Game. Why don't we just start with you filling us in on the latest, and then I can ask you a little bit more questions. So yeah, tell us what happened today. Yeah, thank you so much um, for for uh, organizing this, and and I know a bunch of uh, players and and fans and and followers, and and hopefully the winner um, uh, are all super excited to to join and and take part in the live reunion show. Growing up, my honestly, my favorite part of Survivor was was the live reunion show that took place right after the winner was announced. But very excited to share that the winner of season one is MFL. Um, I don't know too much about him, but I know that he lives in Japan. He uh, was playing the entire season overnight, um, speaks very little English, and, and kind of just became the, the fan favorite and, and a favorite amongst his peers by creating uh, wholesome memes and kind-hearted poems to his tribe mates for encouragement, uh, using Google Translate, and, and basically just like won over the hearts of, of, of hundreds and, and, uh, the funds have been transferred to, to his wallet. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know again, too much about his situation, but he seems, uh, incredibly thrilled and, and, uh, it seems like a, a life-changing outcome for him. And did you talk to him or is it like, I'm getting conflicting, um, information on whether or not he speaks English. Cause I saw you tweeted, he doesn't. And then somebody, a sage actually said, Oh no, he speaks, he speaks English. <laughs> So did you talk to him about yeah, a reaction or? Yeah, I mean, he told me uh, in, in the DMs that he does not speak English, which is why he was unable to join the uh, space this morning to, to kind of plead his case um, oh, okay. uh, to the jury. Uh, I know that he has been uh, 
predominantly tweeting in, in Japanese and, and using Google Translate to create his, his uh, Telegram posts and tweets and things like that. Um, I know Ren just requested to speak. He's a fellow uh, Japanese player, so, so he might have more insight in, into uh, who MFL is, is than, than I do. Ren, I approved you as a speaker. So if you would want to weigh in a little bit on, you know, on MFL's experience with the game or, or his ability to speak English, which is a mystery, <laughs> um, go ahead. Yeah, so I, I actually think MFL should join us in a little bit. I've been messaging with him. But um, yeah, he's, he's from sort of Western Japan. I met him on the, the first day of the game when we realized we were both playing from Japan. Um, and, uh, have just, he's been super friendly since (laughs) cheering me on though. I got knocked out on on day eight, but I don't think he speaks any English, uh, that I, that I know of. I mean, we've been going back and forth in in Japanese so far. Um, and we've talked about me translating for him on the space. So hopefully you should be able to hear from them in a, in a bit. Oh my gosh. Okay. That is incredible because is there anybody else who played that does not speak English? You know, I, I don't know. I, you know, uh, one of the, the nature of this game is that a lot of the strategizing and uh, colluding and alliance forming and, and gameplay kind of took place in Telegram chats and Twitter DMs and discords. And, um, you know, all of the copy that we put out was in English and, and it was a predominantly, you know, American time zone specific live game show. But uh, yeah, there, there could have been uh, a handful of players that didn't speak English, but uh, yeah. Can you philosophize on the fact that the person who had maybe one of the lesser abilities to form alliances has won the game? I, like, I find this incredibly fascinating. Uh, yeah, no, same. He, he uh, definitely became a bit of a fan favorite. Like every single day, uh, he would kind of send, uh, tweet a, a poem that was a recap of uh, of the day. And I don't know if it was because of Google translate that what he wanted to communicate was inputted and translated and posted. And, and because of the way it was translated, it read poetic, or if he is a poet by nature. Um, but his memes were always just the most wholesome and his posts were just, you know, like I said, poetic in nature. And I think he just won over the hearts of, of all of his tribe mates, uh, uh, throughout the course of the entire game. I don't know if he ever received a vote cast against him and it was a pretty pretty clear victory from the start he i think he had the lead for the entire four hours that voting was live today so um yeah it just it kind of just goes to show you and, and i think something like this can only happen on on crypto twitter and and in uh this corner of the internet that we all inhabit but but an incredibly wholesome victory um was was won today well, so out of curiosity, when you went to create the game, what did you expect would happen? Like what type of person do did you expect would win? Yeah, the honest answer is I didn't know. And that's, that's why I was so excited uh, about this. Because uh, if I know you mentioned you don't watch Survivor, but, uh, you know, is the person that's really good at challenges, are they considered an asset that tribe mates should keep around to help them get further? Or are they considered a threat because any shrewd player would know that the tribes are eventually going to merge and it becomes an individual game? Um, is someone who's very loud in public all of a sudden have a target on their back, uh, which which kind of seemed to be the case this season? Um, and the winning strategy, I mean, it ultimately was to, to kind of like win over the hearts of all the players. But it, it seemed like a lot of the finalists were those that kind of 
flew a bit under the radar, weren't too loud publicly and socially, um, played a, a clean game, didn't backstab too many people and didn't uh, weren't too loud off platform. But um, yeah, the honest answer is I didn't know what type of person would win. And, and this just goes to show you that anyone can win this game. Okay. Okay. I have to say wow. that oh. another reason I find this so fascinating is because I actually feel like crypto Twitter rewards different behavior. And so I, I actually find it super fascinating that crypto, the game came up with a winner that did kind of the exact opposite of what quote unquote wins on crypto Twitter. I don't know if you have any further thoughts on that. Well, I know Blau has his hand up, so I'll pass it over to him in a second. But I was just going to say that, you know, crypto Twitter is so tribal in nature. So um, it just seemed so ripe for a, a survivor style game. And uh, I'm, I'm, I was not expecting everyone to find genuine, true friendships on this thing. I think, you know, I, I spoke to a few people earlier in the week and they asked the most, the thing that surprised me the most about this game. And, and the answer by far is just like how, how everyone uh, just kind of like rallied together. And, and there were a lot of uh, tribes that didn't want to vote because they didn't want to eliminate each other. And I guess I was surprised in a, in a game where, where the, the highest level idea is that you vote each other out to win a lot of money. I was just very surprised at how like genuine um, the friendships that were being formed on this thing were. Oh my God, I love it. Go ahead, Blow. Oh, I was just going to give a shout out to Logos on stage and, and why I voted for Logos in the end. I was never in a team with um, the winner, so I didn't have a relationship with with them, unfortunately. But Logos spent some time, I think, on day three. He was in an active Zoom where anyone in our tribe could go and learn how to get a higher score on Pac-Man, and he was teaching everyone how to do it. And so that's why he he got my vote, because he helped me improve my score. I just wanted to share that story. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think in general, I had so much fun doing this, and... There was a, I mean, there's so much to talk about. Um, my favorite was the anti-VC movement where like everyone just voted out the VCs as quickly as possible. Um, that was pretty funny. And then uh, the guy that eliminated me ended up WhatsApping me today. We're actually in a, a group chat together that I've been in for like six years. And he's like, dude, I was the one who took you out because we were afraid that you'd have too much uh, Twitter influence later in the game. <laughs> it's oh, just that's amazing. that's so good. Yeah, know, but how- MFL, I you have joined uh, you have joined the speaker circle. I just I just want to be the first to formally say congratulations. I, I'm sure Ren um, needs to translate this for you, and uh, I love the the new crown that you've added to your PFP. It's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. いき、いき、いきながらせてくれてみんなが都合してくれしなかったし、しなかったんで生き残っただけなんですけど、あのたくさんの応援メッセージをいただいてえ、クリプトに関わってきて初めてなんか涙が出るぐらい嬉しかった
And can you ask him to philosophize on, you know, what I asked earlier about how, in a way, he could have been considered to have one of the biggest handicaps of all the players, if not the biggest, by, you know, this hurdle of communication and, like, why he is, why he thinks that despite that he won. その文化のギャップがあった頃こそ勝ったっていうところもなんていうかみんなもすごいなんていうか頑張ったっていうところに対して共感できたっていうところがあったりするかなと思うんですけどなんていうんですか日本からプレイしてそのゲンゴの消費
and and this you know music playing this computer game was kind of the closest I could get. So it's it's always kind of been in the back of my mind. Um, but I, I worked at at an app uh, called HQ Trivia. I'm not sure if if you played or if you remember it. I know a bunch of people on on the spaces were were fans just in in speaking to them over the course of the last two weeks. But um, it was a live mobile game show that basically took a, a traditional uh, television game show format and and made it live and mobile and interactive. So millions of people could participate in the same game show. You know, gone were the days of you tuning in to watch Jeopardy. You could actually join a, a game show live at the same time with with all of your friends. And um, I joined HQ kind of for the grand vision of of a live interactive TV network. So in the same way that you could take a, a game show and make it live and mobile and interactive. The same could have and should have been said for a Shark Tank format, a reality competition, uh, talent show, dating show, etc. So um, being the Survivor fan that I am, I've kind of always been obsessed with this idea of a massive digital Survivor game. Um, but after HQ, I kind of just like bounced around a bunch of different tech startups. Um, the most recent one I was at, uh, Party Round, and, uh, which rebranded to Capital, was uh, acquired by a larger um neobank in the space and and ty and brian who i worked with over there and and worked with on this project our fellow fellow uh, our fellow survivor fans and we kind of just decided like now's the time to build this thing like if not now when if not us who um and and decided to kind of spend the, the last uh two months really just grinding this out and, and bringing it to life oh my gosh it has been so fun to follow let's start with day one which was in my opinion a little bit controversial that was the in real life scavenger hunt. And I was curious kind of like how you came up with that idea and whether or not you realized people were going to object to the notion that it's sort of, you know, ad advantaged people who were located in New York and specifically in Williamsburg. Yeah, for sure. I can kind of give you the, the uh, full story behind that one. But um, the truth is we, we were supposed to launch Pac-Man as, um, as the first challenge. And uh, we were, you know, testing it and, and, you know, huge shout out to Brian and Ty for this like insane feat that they were able to basically build between the two of them over the course of the last few months. Um, but, uh, the truth is we just weren't ready to, to launch with Pac-Man. Uh, you know, the game had started, tribes were assigned. We did the first voting period on the first night and, uh, we basically just needed something that was very light on the product engineering side to slot in. Well, that gave them basically an extra day to, to finish Pac-Man. So. We kind of just like came up with the idea that uh, 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 something super light on the product side of a, a clue and a text inbox, uh, like an input field, would be very easy. So um, yeah, we we you know luckily the the book the bookstore that we worked with for the IRL scavenger hunt was like in on it, and they were willing to give the clue to anyone that called them. So it wasn't just for those that lived in in Williamsburg, but. We thought of it the night before, and and the reason was because it was light a light lift on the, on the product side of things. And like, did you get complaints about it, or how did you address those? No, no complaints. I think you know overall the the, the overwhelming feedback that I've received was that this was a blast. This was like always supposed to be V one, uh, and and the first season of this idea that we had to to basically have you know a seasonal. Uh, game show with with you know increasingly more on chain features every season, but uh, you know I was I was kind of expecting a few dozen like friends and, and former coworkers and, and HQ fans to play this thing. 
Um, I definitely wasn't expecting uh, an international <laughs> um, viral hit. So, um, but but like I said, luckily, and and uh, we thought about this at the time, but we had the the bookstore on board to, to provide the answer over the phone if you figured out the the last stop, but couldn't actually go there physically. And then another notable moment was the tribal shuffle, where people. For instance, um, our reporter Sage Young started off in silver and then got moved to white, I believe. So, how did you come up with that? And um, you know what what happened on that day? Yeah, so um, that was actually another kind of impromptu decision that that you know Ty and Brian probably pulled an all light all nighter to, to ship. But a guy named Josh, who I think was on Sage's early tribe, you know, we worked together at, at Party Round, and and he is is also building a crypto game, and he called me during the game and. Uh, was just way too confident and he thought his tribe was the best and he was sitting pretty and, you know, had a bunch of alliances formed and had, saw a clear path to victory. And I know you mentioned you don't watch Survivor, but if, if something like that ever happens on the show, Jeff Brooks always kind of takes it upon himself to to tell the tribe members or the cast members to drop their buffs and mix things up. So um, anytime someone felt too cocky or confident, um, we wanted to always make sure that we like reserved the right to pull the lever and like completely turn the game on its head. So we decided the night before the shuffle to to mix things up and to shuffle the tribe. So um, you guys can thank Josh for that one. Oh my gosh. I wonder if he's in, if, if he's in here, please raise your hand. We'd love to hear your reaction to knowing the reason for that. Um, and actually before we continue on in the kind of chronology of, of the week, are there other people who are listening who would want to just weigh in a little bit on, you know, either the in real life scavenger hunt or the tribal shuffle or any, anything else from those first few days? I, I don't know. I saw I got pulled up as a speaker, so uh, magically, and I have to just, I have to just uh, say congratulations to Dylan. I've been, you know, you mentioned you were working on this thing and had you on the Novo show talking about it, but this just exceeded all expectations. This is the hottest, craziest, most amazing thing ever, and we're in love with it. You've created a phenomenon that's absolutely insane. Like we're obsessed. I have. PTSD. Uh, I see Quita Dijens, uh, who's here. We, we were suffering from PTSD in the best of ways, uh, just to, you know, what do we do next? We were jonesing for more challenges after we were eliminated, and but so following this whole thing. And congrats to the winner. This is like a feat of feats. I can't believe, like, you don't even speak English and you just rock this whole... <laughs> Thing. But that's a Web3, that's a Web3 DGen move right there. So amazing. Um, I I was a little bummed, uh, you know, Dylan and I, he was mentioning we worked together on some branded HQ trivia stuff back in the day. We did a lot of, I brought the some big brands to him and we had the most fun. Uh, Scott Rogowski trivia appearance. Yeah, I don't know if that would be the my dream of dreams to see <laughs> that come through as a Maybe challenge. Season two. Maybe season oh, two. It'd be so great. Uh, can't wait for season episode. two. Yeah, we're we're so ready, even though it's going to be even harder. Congrats. Congrats all. Thanks. Thanks so much. And is there anyone else who'd want to just comment on either of those events or or those first few days before we move on? I just saw Josh request to speak. I don't know if he was on, but Josh, I I was telling everyone that uh, you were the impetus behind the tribe shuffle because you you had called me one night feeling way too confident in in your silver tribe and... uh, we decided anyone that's that that uh, cocky and confident with the state of the game means that it's time to mix things up. So we shuffle the next morning. 
Silver was you're talking to me, right? Sorry, yeah. it was it was like lagging for the first part of that. Yeah, Silver was really good. We got uh we got like four or five people to the final to the final like voting round. We uh we couldn't pull it together at the end, which was sad. But uh we had like five of us that made it. Not me, but we had five of us that made it through the final stage. So I was definitely I was definitely hoping for some silver victory, but Props, props to the squad. You guys did it. Um, I'm, uh, I'm a sore loser, but he deserved it. So MFL, take the dub. Can I go? Go sure. for it. Yeah. So just want to do like a quick shout out to the winner. Obviously, that was that was amazing. Uh, I, I was working with Ren um, from Japan here as well from the second tribe. Uh, he was very supportive uh, in terms of like you know, mentioning his friend, uh, they're playing in their different time zones. So that was very impressive. Um, I want to do a shout out to Christian as well for me. Uh, for sure, one of the best players this season. Um, especially in the first uh, immunity challenge, we were all part of the Orange team. Thrive, we're like, it was probably one of the best time I had on Discord, just collaborating across the board. I personally called the store as well, I think like maybe four or five people in the group in the tribe called the store. And Christian was the one who was like, they were a bit sus about this whole story. I, I couldn't believe them. So he personally just went there and he actually got the immunity idol, so which was amazing. So, yeah, I'm looking forward for season two. Thanks, Dylan, for like this amazing experience for sure. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for what's next for sure. So thank you, guys. Amazing. Thank you so much for playing. All right, so we have we had the in real life scavenger hunt. We had the tribal shuffle. There was the Pac Man in there as well. Um, and then Dylan, you told me that another notable moment you thought was the hidden immunity idols. So what happened there? Yeah, so I actually uh, I think her silence, who was up here as a speaker, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was your idea on on one of uh, Deez's spaces. Uh, these was hosting kind of like nightly spaces throughout the course of the game to recap the episode. So shout out to, to him and, and everyone that was a huge part of, of getting the word out. But a very iconic uh, survivor moment every season is when some cast member happens to stumble upon a tree that has a clue with uh, another, you know, that kind of leads leads that individual on a, on a little bit of a uh, scavenger hunt to find a hidden immunity idol. Um, so, you know, again, huge shout out to Brian and Ty for their amazing work on this. But we heard that and decided that night to basically hide immunity idols on the site. Um, so, so three people ended up finding it. Uh, you know, we, we sprinkled a few clues on Twitter to, to let them know that, that something was hidden. Um, but, but basically, uh, the day of the merge, if you happen to enter the Konami code of, you know, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, um, start, you, you would actually earn individual immunity. And, and three people did that and were safe from the vote that night. It ended up putting a huge target on their back because all three were <laughs> eliminated the next night, but um, it, it got them through to the final voting period. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, so then, it, you know, it was getting down to the wire. And I remember that um, Sage wrote a piece about how he was, I, I forget, it was like some spreadsheet that he saw and it had all the members of his tribe marked, including himself. But then something like other people in in the group said, no, 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 we think this is interference from another group because, you know, we, we don't know who created this. So like, talk a little bit about some of these quote unquote psyops that were, that seem to be going on. Yeah, honestly, I, I, I can't, I have, I had zero visibility into the telegrams and discords and Google sheets and, and uh, docs that were kind of floating around. And 
that's the beauty of this thing. It's like we kind of like built the high level infrastructure for it. But once tribes were assigned and everyone figured out who was in their tribe and who wasn't, it was kind of like up to them to go form alliances off platform and uh, kind of strategize on on how they were best going to advance and survive in this thing. So I personally never saw any of the telegrams or or sheets or, or hit lists, I think it was called in the piece, like I never saw any of those floating around. So um, that is oh. kind of like up to yeah, that was all at the player's discretion in terms of how they were going to strategize who to vote out each night. Um, so if you're on this call, and you were one of the people engaging in those psyops, can you raise your hand? Because We'd love to hear from you. Go ahead, Her Silence. You're a speaker. So, and, and Woods, you guys can both start with Her Silence, I guess. Sure, sure. So almost everybody on this stage participated in some degree. I can just kind of tell you about what happened on my side. Um, but um, oh, also for the record, these, uh, I believe, brought up the idol. I could be wrong. I know I started the conversation, but I'm not going to take credit for it because I know somebody's going to be trolling me in an hour or two. Like, oh, you claim credit for it. So, um, yeah, going into this, right? So going into a game of a crypto, this crypto, the game, okay, going into this game, I'm like, okay, yeah, you can't trust anybody. These guys are rugging us left and right on tokens. They don't care. They're trying to, you know, I'm in this. This is PVP, right? I got my four friends that I trust. Like, I have like four or five friends. Uh, now I, ha- I have a fifth, Rin. I was introduced to him through some fr- friends. Great guy. Uh, introduced from Poof and Alzi. Love you guys, right? So I got my core group, and I'm like, we're going to play together, but I don't trust anybody, right? You know, and so I'm like, yeah, I got to psy out these people because they're going to psy out me. It's just, it's, you know, whatever, right? So I go into this, and right off the bat, there's there's botting. And the first, the second challenge, there's cheating. I'm like, par for the course, right? Like, then what's the next challenge going to be? Somebody uh, uh, click the wallet drainer and, and drain the most apes, right? And so I don't trust anybody. So I go into this with my group and the the purple group. And these guys are all trying to be like Jack from purple group. He's trying to be all organized. And I'm like, I don't trust this guy. He just wants to be valuable. Okay. And then Josh Harris, he's organized his group. And I'm like, I don't trust this guy. He's just trying to be valuable. So he didn't get voted off. Right. So I'm going into this, like, okay, I'm going to pretend to be nice or whatever. Right. And so it turns out my group ends up being like, very like stick to the plan. These, these said, um, uh, plan followers or something is what he calls them. Like we, we were following a plan, which is unheard of in crypto. And I'm like, well, we're actually sticking together and being honest. Right. But, um, third round, this is where my psyops comes in. I had to knock out this guy named Booga and um, I felt bad because like these, like my team had proven to me that they were like honest people and nice. And I'm like, Oh God, I got to lie to these people. And I re- actually, I really like them. Right. So Booga, I don't know exactly what he, he like nuked schlams in a previous round and like, <laughs> This for slums. Yeah, and I'll let Alsi tell you about this, right? But all I know is like people think like I nuked Booga for slums. I like the guy. He's nice. I did it for Alsi, right? Like honestly, and she wanted me to do it for him. But so we go into this challenge and uh, in this vote, and so we've had this precedent of doing these no votes, right? And so everybody's been on the same page. Our team is reliable, right? And we're like. We're not going to vote. That was a strategy. Don't vote. Go into it and just watch. And if somebody votes in the last 15 minutes or whatever, we'll just defend. And we'll try and like vote enough people out to protect the people or whatever, right? And uh, I was like, man, I think uh, the, the best way to cause chaos in this and not get it pointed on me is if like in the first second of voting, I vote for the Booga guy, right? 
And so right off the bat, I vote for him. And I'm like, it's going to be chaos. They're not going to be able to be able to organize. They're not going to they're not going to find out it's me. Right. Oh, my God. These guys are so on top of it. Like right off the bat. They're like, who's in the chat? But yeah, get your names together. Like like we have like accountability pods and stuff like that, where like four people would be accountable for each other. And they just start going down the list. Post your proof of vote. Post your proof of vote. Post your proof of vote. Prove that you did not do the voting. Right. So I'm sitting there like trying. First of all, I have COVID. Right. Like I have COVID like pretty bad. Right. And uh, I'm pretty sick. I'm I'm high as hell on Robitussin, right? And Michelob Ultra. I'm trying to play this game. I'm in the space, and they're like proof of vote, proof of vote. And so I'm having to Photoshop all of these proofs of votes, like over and over. I had to Photoshop like three different proofs of votes to get through. And one of them, I even like I, I screenshotted it and had like screenshot in one of my tabs. I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna find me. They didn't. But I caused so much chaos from it unintentionally. I nuked the guy, but then like we all started nuking each other and blaming each other. And uh, yeah, I got sniped in the last like minute or whatever. But um, that was my psyop, and it was uh, it was a blast. I felt bad for lying to everybody. Oh, and we also purple original purple team also was in almost every other tribe's Discord with like a fake like we would impersonate somebody. Um, Jack Jack would impersonate somebody who was inactive or on a different time zone. And he would make a fake discord and go into their discord. And then, uh, and I think it was orange gold tribe. They had the guy that was like the security researcher guy that made all the tweets. Right. And so they had like the, they're like OPSEC was like, they had like, a, they had to like do a hash or whatever and like send it into ether scanning or send uh, something back, get a hash back. They're like really complex OPSEC. Jack just goes and imitates somebody and then pay, post their hash, and they let him in. He's just causing, ha- causing havoc going through all the different discords and everything. And, like, I, I just remember, like, from the first cha- – the second challenge, uh, Gold Team, I hate to make fun of you guys, but you were v- choosing who to vote off with, like, one of those random spinny wheels with the color charts. It was the dorkiest thing I've ever seen in my life. And, like, thank God I didn't get voted off by, like, random spinny wheel, right? But our PSYOPs is on point. Um, shout out to Tur- Purple Team. Shout out to MFL. Love you guys. And hey, honestly, this game, like y'all proved to me that it was like good things are in crypto. I love it. It was great. So I'm going to shut up now. Oh my I'm dying. God, that was dying. That was amazing. I'm dying right now. I swear. Her silence is the best chaos agent. Literally like so fucking fantastic. I love you, man. I know. That was hilarious. Okay. By the way, you guys, I see that Christian is in this spaces and he's another person that kind of became a notable character so christian i have a couple of questions for you so first of all you got to talk a little i know you tweeted about it but you have to talk a little bit about how you figured out the scavenger hunt but then the other thing i have to ask you about is when people were suggesting that they band together and share the pot you became a main character at that moment too so can you talk a little bit about both of those moments yeah thank you for having me up uh, I, I know dylan called me up but uh, i guess he's not here anymore um, but before I go into those two things, I'd love to just advocate for MFL as somebody who randomly was assigned to his team throughout the game. Um, I think he was being a little bit humble in terms of saying he, he didn't make any enemies. I think he went further. Uh, and as a player, I think he won the hearts of everybody else throughout the game. Both his tribe mates who all loved him, like in, in each orange or in both orange and in the, the newer green group, we were all celebrating for him as if we won. And throughout the the, the time, like I think... He was the only one I saw who, were, as people were being eliminated, was going going and, and messaging them and saying, hey, you know, you were a great teammate or, hey, you played the game well. But yeah, so I think, um, you know, props to MFL. I think 
you know, he's being humble about, you know, I don't think it was random. I think the vote count showed that and, and props as well to Logos. I think Logos to me stood out as somebody who was both very skilled and also not afraid to be bold in terms of uh, he was an active voice throughout the game advocating for, you know, like whether or not it was the the sort of pot splitting debate that went on and helping his teammates. So uh, both of those players really impressed me. And I think it showed, I, I hope that it sets a meta kind of going into further seasons that it's not about the secret groups that you form or coming up with a new mechanism to split the winnings. It's more so about helping your teammates, playing the game skillfully and, and making friends along the way. So I think it sets a great precedent. It's an amazing narrative for crypto the game going forward. I can't imagine a more boring situation if we were all splitting, you know, small sums of money together equally. I think it keeps that sort of spirit of, of survivor alive. Um, yeah, I think MFL is probably, I, I don't think there's a player that comes close in terms of how he won people over and it showed in the final vote. And now that we know that, you know, 30 or 40 people can make the final round, I think it's a strategy that people are going to employ in next season. Um, but yeah, and then in terms of uh, the things you asked, uh, I think we went down the same rabbit holes as everybody else in terms of the the Chris Dixon bookstore saga. Um, I think, you know, there, we did call the story and we got the wrong employee. And I guess that's part of the game. Um, but I will say that, that that challenge happened pretty early on when there was like 40 team members per. Uh, and most teams had, I think, you know, like maybe a third of their population in New York. So, um, you know, I, I think it was still a fun challenge. It felt super relevant because obviously everybody is taking aesthetic photos of the read, write, own book. And, um, but yeah, and it was, and it was a team effort. I think MFL was in there contributing, you know, using Google Translate. Um, and we had a lot of good, good team members, you know, who were, you know, kind of helping piece everything together. And then, yeah, I, I guess on the the pot splitting debate, I think for me, it just comes down to like, is this game about MFL story, right? Is it about somebody, anybody who can come in, spend point one uh, to get in the pot, make friends and, and win, you know, either a life changing amount or a significant amount of money based off of their skill. Um, and I'm so happy that somebody like him was able to do that, not being quiet and sort of, you know, playing a sheep and hoping to slide by, not by sort of being brazen and threatening other players, but just by being skillful and, and making a relationship. So um, that's my take on all of those things. But happy. Yeah, it's, it's so it's so funny, Christian, that you mentioned that about M- MFL, because I just scrolled all the way back to the first time he tweeted at me or the game account. And he said mm-hmm. something to the effect of like, I'm worried about this investment because point one is a lot of money. And uh, I, I said something to the effect of like, this is definitely not an investment, like only, you know, play this game if you're comfortable with the buy-in amount. And he, uh, I don't know, I guess he decided to do it and, and boy, did it pay off for him. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's really just such a, such a wholesome outcome for sure. All right. So why don't we open it up to any other fun stories of like events that happened from the players? And then I'll ask Dylan a few additional questions before we close out. Who wants to tell a story? people are holding up their hands. Um, why don't we start with Alsi? Yeah, I, so I was going to say kind of based on like what Dylan was saying, and I'll go into the the fun story too, is that like, it really goes to show that uh, so many of these types of games, right, like Survivor or Big Brother, any of these, um, they are really so much of a social game, almost more so than a skill game. Because there is that point where when you start playing and showing off that you're a really skilled player there's like a sweet spot where you want this person on your team because they'll help you go farther but then you also want to take them out because they're actively now your competition and so even if you're not good at 
games, if you're unskilled at those things, being able to orchestrate like a perfect social game is kind of one of the most valuable skills in something like this. Um, and that like kind of goes to, so in, uh, I, I was in the infamous red team, the first round of red team where I think we, we got kind of a reputation for being so insane. Um, cause we were like voting off more people than we needed to, um, rest in peace, Shalms. Um, but, uh, there was like definitely a little, uh, a little orchestration going on in red team that I don't know if people were ever aware of based on like flipping the entire team and then having everyone freak out and then having them kind of come back to a more neutral place and then, you know, getting rid of all of them. Um, but I think it's really interesting to see like people on the internet, they obviously lie all the time. That's what we're kind of used to, but it's so different to try and figure out if someone is lying in this game because you can't see them, right? You can't see their face. And so it makes it both easier to lie but also harder because you're just going to naturally assume everyone is lying which means it's even harder to trust people when they're actually telling the truth so it kind of works to your advantage but it's also a little bit of a i don't know it's it's a disadvantage if you're trying to just genuinely play for sure i completely agree also as a survivor fan myself big brother fan it was interesting how you didn't have to you didn't have a face to go on. And so you really had to earn trust some other ways. And it depends who you come in with. For me, I came in with no one. And so Laura, just based off of uh, Sage's article on Unchained, it was quite funny because I was in Sage's tribe when he said that there was a spreadsheet going around with targets on it. And this was a prime example of how do you actually earn friends online when they don't know who you are? Um, no one really trusted me and maybe for the right reasons, but like there was people such as OX Joshua and uh, Poof, who people said that I should partner with, I wanted to, but they weren't warming up to me. And so the only way that I could go about doing it is to make sure that we're both targets. And if we're all targets together, then maybe we'll band together. And so I've got my spreadsheet going where I said, let's mark Sage as a target, all silver team, all blue team, which I was part of, and all of uh, white team, which Josh, Poof, and Sage were on all together. And with that, they came right to me or they warmed up to me immediately after that and we bonded together. So from there, ironically, Josh was my number one ally, along with their old, which was that we wrote it to the end. Dimension they have to play with when you don't have people face to face. But lots of funny kudos to Christian for putting the blockade on so the plot. I think it easily could have gone that way if uh, if he didn't really fall on the knife. I appreciate that. And for the record, I listened to the Boys Club podcast, and Dylan is also anti-split. So hopefully, we can keep that going <laughs> for future seasons. Yeah, the, I mean, the game, the tagline of the game is many will play, one will win. So I, I definitely always envision similar to Survivor, one winner. So it's, you know, it's very hard as the, you know, as one of the founders of this thing to to not publicly uh, have favorites or opinions because the game really needs to kind of like play out for itself. But uh, the the whole point of this game is for one person to win the pot. Which is, which is funny because I spent so much time thinking about if I could make it to the end, number one, I feel like everyone would have so like think it was super sus because Dylan and I go back to middle school. Um, and I hadn't, you know, I moved to across the country and we hadn't spoken for a really long time, but Dylan and I were really good friends in middle school. And here we are uh, on crypto Twitter. Re- reconnected it. on crypto Twitter 20 years later. Yeah, which is so crazy. Wow. So I felt like I felt like if I, I, I almost had zero shot of, of, of winning because of my previous relationship with Dylan. 
but I was I was also deeply thinking about how to engineer the ending of the pot and what best way to split it among the final folks could be pooling liquidity for a meme coin being one of them and like putting up the money myself in advance. Like I, I tried to come up with lots of different ideas. There wasn't really a good one that I felt could actually be executed properly. But even still, I kind of wanted to take a second to just say, wow, this is the most fun I've had in crypto in a really long time. This and Farcaster, um, really incredible work to you and the team and a small team at that. Um, like to be able to pull this off with, with I guess, your three people doing at this point. Yep. Yeah, it's me and, and Brian and Ty, who I think are both listening and uh, are, are welcome to come up and speak whenever. But yeah, it's 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 just been just the three of us, which is wild for for the scale of this thing. Yeah, I mean that that's in, I mean just incredible work. And for those who played the game, like to be able to pull this off with as little bugs as they had um, is unbelievable. So props to you. And then I think I know we only have a little bit of time left, and I know there's lots of stories that we could all tell. But I actually wanted to like really ask Dylan, you know, what, what he thinks about what, what the future looks like, right? Like there's infinite potential from here. Um, what do you see the future for crypto, the game looks like for future seasons? And like, what are the things that excite you and things you learn from this time that you think you'll, you'll implement in the next, in the next many rounds? Yeah. it's uh, a great question and, and apologies for the background noise and I'm having some friends over to uh, celebrate the finale, but uh, I, yeah, I mean, the goal for this has always been to get progressively more on chain for each season. And so I know the extent of the crypto nature for season one was essentially just buying in and, and ascending 90% of the pot from the multi-sig to the one winner's address. And, uh, the, the mechanic that I'm most excited about for season two is basically minting an NFT, which is your slot in the game that either burns when you get voted out or the metadata turns to, uh, you know, from player to jury when you get voted out. Um, but similar to hedging a parlay, you could you could imagine hypothetically like selling your NFT at any point throughout the game and it gets increasingly more valuable as you get closer to the pot if you feel you're on the chopping block and want to cash out um, or if you make it to the end and want to buy up someone's jury NFTs. I think once you, once you um, you know, have the game slots be NFTs themselves, it opens us up to so many more uh, interesting game dynamics. So... Um, we're tentatively calling it Anon Island, um, but uh, yeah, more to come on on season two. I think the three of us probably just need to sleep for for a few nights, and then uh, we'll be right back at it on Monday. And how long do you expect it will take before season two? Like just a month, or like three months, or a few weeks, or what? Uh, I would say definitely not a few weeks, and definitely not a few months, but uh, somewhere in between for sure. Okay. So my last question was what Blau asked. So I don't know if there's anything oh, that was not. No, no, no. There's no apology. There's no need to apologize. Um, I, when you asked it, I was like, perfect. He would make a great interviewer. So is there anything that was not covered that you would want to mention? Well, I think first and foremost, just thank you to everyone for for playing this thing. I think I always uh, envisioned it being super fun. You know, I, we built this thing because uh, I, I kind of always wanted to play Survivor online with my friends. Um, uh, but I, I don't think I was fully expecting it to be a 24 seven nonstop game show. You know, I kind of imagined people would come on at 12 Eastern, play around a Pac-Man, register their score, go back to work, come back on at eight to cast their vote. But the fact that this really turned into a, a full blown 24 seven, 10 day reality show online, uh, just completely exceeded my expectations. And, uh, I, I think I speak for, for Brian and Ty and, and, and myself when I say we're just like overwhelmingly grateful 
um, with with uh, the the support and participation and enthusiasm for future seasons. And um, yeah, I think this just really bodes well for the entire space, and, and we're so jazzed. Um, but I did I did see Fungi uh, request to speak, and, and I know he's up here and on mute, so um, I didn't know if he had something he wanted to share as well. But um, but yeah, the 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 TLDR is is thank you, and I'm so excited to to go to sleep after this. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, I, I mostly just wanted to say thanks to you, Tyler, or Ty and uh, uh, Brian. Um, yeah, been like one of the most incredible on and off chain experiences I've had in crypto. I feel like I've witnessed uh, so many versions of the spectrum of psychopathy, of heartfelt tribesmanship, of friendship, uh, of just speculation. Um, it's been an absolute ride. Uh, you guys have done something incredible. And, and I think the way that you've built this is remarkable. And I hope is like quite a, a, a beacon for, uh, I don't know, good ethics when it comes to releasing products and games in the space. Uh, it just makes me think of all of the people that have charged so much money or raised so much goddamn capital and not done anything worthwhile. Uh, with it uh, and never created any great experiences uh, for others to enjoy. Yeah, didn't expect to make a bunch of friends uh, during this kind of thought. Uh, it would just be full board anxiety the entire time. And it was in, in all truth, but it was also really, really fun. Um, and uh, yeah, just grateful to have had the chance to uh, almost go insane this past week while making uh, some really good friends and having uh, some new ideas and perspectives over what social gaming and social experiences empowered by some degree of on-chainness might look like in the future. So yeah, just stoked to have uh, you three building in this space. Um, very, very stoked for the winner. I know uh, Logos was coming up close, was also a, a fantastic teammate kept the vibes up, did not feel like a social engineer. Um, and uh, yeah, just, yeah, just a big shout out to, to everyone and stoked for season two. And uh, worth, worth mentioning to the, to the, to the room that the uh, three, the three folks that built this thing definitely did it for the love of the game because they only took home with all of this work for Ethereum. <laughs> so I, I think vulnerable, you, 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 uh, you make a really good point that that this is there are so many people that raised so much money, make so many promises without delivering. And for four Ethereum, 500 people had the most fun. I think we would all say we'd ever have in crypto. So I cannot wait to see what's next. And also, Tyler, uh, shout out to Tyler for incredible design work. Seriously. Yeah, I, I just invited Ty up here to speak as well. But uh, just just on that board. Yeah, I think we yeah, we didn't do this to, to get rich. I think um, I've said this on a few spaces, but like I. I'm a firm believer of like adding crypto to something uh, because it will make the idea better, not the other way around. So this is an idea that we had and wanted to build and, and uh, adding the crypto layer and doing it for crypto Twitter just made it that much better versus, you know, raising a hot round and, and forcing something on chain just for the sake of it being on chain. So um, between server costs and, and live chat, you know, costs and, uh, the domain and, and all that fun stuff. It's, it's, we might've lost a little bit of money on season one, but, uh, we will see you again for, for season two. Yeah. I just want to close. Cause I, I noticed this is a recorded space. 
if you're a VC that's dope or a great angel or sponsor and you aren't just smashing the DM button on this team's uh, inbox to throw money at them, um, you're absolutely fucking up. Uh, and <laughs> I hope that you have uh, a, a change of thought. Um, there is so, so yeah. much potential here. I, um, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, we, we definitely have uh, our fair share of, of conversations lined up for this week. Ooh, that sounds interesting. I didn't want to interrupt Ty, a key member of the team, and and every animation, uh, every design, every front-end experience that you saw, every anxiety-inducing moment um, <laughs> on the front-end was, was, all, was all his hard work and, and from his imagination. So um, I, I think well, Ty is the best in the world at what he does, but I'll pass it over to him. No, well, thank you so much. Um, first, I just want to personally thank everyone for participating. This, like, from all of us, this blew us away. Um, the reaction and just the excitement and the emotion uh, that you guys all brought to this was just... Logos, I see you have your hand raised. I don't know if there's something you want to share in the meantime. Oh, yeah, man. No, I, I don't want to take too much time up, but I just want to say, like, what really amazed about this game was how it totally nailed, like, the social environment here. And that was, and that was, it was like, it was, it was super crazy. I see Tyler's back, so we can see if he goes and I can go after him, but. Awesome. Well, yeah, anyway, just again, so many thanks for everyone playing. Um, thank you to um, just, yeah, participating, having so much fun, making friends. Like it was something we, we were all hopeful that this would happen, but the fact that it did and seeing just how kind of generous you guys were with the the pod in the end. And it was just so cool. And it's funny, I think Dylan mentioned this, but the fact that we're just all watching from the outside, we didn't really um, know what was going on behind the scenes. And so we just get little snippets from, from friends and people who we knew that were playing. But um, yeah, anyway, to kind of just cap it all at, at, at this point is just incredible. Um, I also just want to give a huge shout out to, to Dylan. He's been giving Brian and I props uh, and, and Dylan just really took this to the next level. Um, obviously it's just, he's such a talented guy, um, with this, with all of his, uh, previous endeavors. And I'm just excited for us to kind of continue building this out and, uh, hope everyone plays for season two. Locos, you can go. Um, we just literally have a minute cause I do have to hop around five 30. So go ahead. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, just, I'd wrap it up real quick. I just want to say like, you know, this was such a cool experience that totally nailed, you know, that social vibe that was, was so great. Like, you know, I, I came in second place and, but I couldn't be happier with the whole experience and, you know, the, the reaction and the friends and the connections that I've gotten from this, like I'm sure will last, you know, a, a long time. And I've had so many great DMs, people reaching out. I, sh I shared a little bit about my story and kind of opened up a little bit who I am. And I've already had like multiple like investors and angels reach out wanting to, wanting to invest. I've had friends reach out wanting to, you know, link up IRL. I've had you know, a great community come around me. And I, I just couldn't be more thankful to you guys for creating such an awesome experience that I've literally been thinking about, dreaming about playing something like this since I've been a kid. So this has been awesome. I'm Same. so here for it. And I'll be back for season two, man. Yeah. And Logos, just to echo that, it's on my list for next week. But I, I have had a bunch of VCs not only reach out uh, to see what we're thinking for the future of Crypto the Game, but that saw your, your building in stealth and, and followed along at, at how well you played this game and, and are asking for intros um, to back whatever you build. So, um, I mean... 
that that it can be a huge win-win. But on that note, I, I read this in the earlier space, but I just wanted to reiterate what Jay Hins from Privy tweeted about Logos Run. But he was the center of the White Tribe Alliance that lasted the entire game. He hopped on a Zoom to teach the entire tribe Pac-Man and played over 800 times himself. He met up with a teammate IRL and uh, gave him a ride to the airport or vice versa, uh, made Alliance merch for the tribe mates, um, played Flappy Bird while at work and got a high score, solved an insane riddle in under 90 minutes, kept his threat level low to avoid kill lists, and built genuine friendships and provided value so that no one ever wanted him out. So um, if if not for uh, MFL signing up, uh, you 100% would have won this thing. So I don't want that to go unnoticed. Oh, well, thank you, Dylan, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, dude, I, I had such a great experience, and I mean, you guys made this so fun. So I, I can't wait to run it back, man. Can't wait to run it back, but really appreciate it. All right. Well, this has been a super fun conversation. I loved this week. Thanks so much, Dylan. Um, you know, for those of you who noticed, we did cover it on Unchained. So you can check out those articles and we will release this spaces tomorrow on our podcast in case you want to share it with your friends so they can learn more about what happened. And we will be tuning in to season two. Thanks so much, everyone. This was super fun. Stay tuned. And last thing I'll say is if you're in uh, New York, which unfortunately I am not, I believe the Boys Club uh, is hosting an unofficial finale party um, for all the players to meet up IRL. Hey, Dylan, is there going to be an uh, an East Denver reunion? What's the word on that? (laughs) I I guess so. I have to book a flight. Awesome. I'll I'll, see you guys. I'll keep you all posted. Okay. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye, y'all. Bye.